Good morning everyone, welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. Uh, my name's Tiff, I'm part of the leadership team uh, and I'm going to be leading us through uh, our special Sunday morning service together this morning. It's really great that you could join us. Uh, I know it's all a little bit strange, a little bit different, a little bit difficult maybe at the moment uh, with the lockdown and all that's going on with coronavirus. But it's great that we can still, as a church family, meet together to pray and to worship uh, and to listen to uh, what God might be speaking to us and to share together in communion uh, and still to be together as family, to still be together as a body, uh, to still be together even though we're scattered in different places, that we're united and joined together by that one thing that, the only thing perhaps that can unite and join so many different people together. That relationship with Jesus, his not the knowledge of him, his love, uh, his grace. Uh, it's really great that we can just come together, whether we're in Taunton, uh, whether we're further afield uh, within Great Britain, whether we're in other countries around the world. I know we get people from various lots of different places who join us on these Sunday mornings. So it's great that you can all be with us. Our prayer for all of us, wherever we are and whenever we're watching this, whether it's live on the Sunday morning or at some other time, uh, is that God will be speaking to us. He will be revealing more of his love to us, more of the direction for our lives that he wants to bring. Uh, and it's really great that we can share that together. Uh, a little bit later, as I mentioned, we're going to be having communion. Uh, so if you want to have some uh, bread and some juice ready for that so that you can join in so that all together at the same time, wherever we are, uh, we're sharing in that communion time. We're being that one body because we all share the one bread. Uh, then that would be great. You could join us, uh, join in with that later, but have your juice uh, and your bread ready. It'll be one of the last things that we do in the service today. Uh, we've got various things happening. The music group are going to be leading us uh, in a worship song. Uh, and also Anya Chapman has got uh, a couple of songs that she's going to be leading us in as well. So we can sit at home, we can sing, we can join in, we can worship in, in that way. We can pray as uh, we can, if we want to, just listen to the songs. The words should be on the bottom of the screens for all of those uh, songs that we're doing. Uh, however you feel most comfortable worshipping uh, in that way, then, then, then just do that. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Jane King has very kindly done some prayers for us uh, today, so we'll be able to join Jane in those prayers a little bit later. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, speaking uh, just for a few minutes on the next section uh, of Mark's Gospel. Each week through these lockdown services, we're going through uh, Mark's Gospel. We're going a, a little bit at a time. Uh, today we're in Mark chapter 4, uh, and we're going from verse 21 to verse 34, for those who want to find it. Uh, so it's Mark 4, verses 21 to 34. Uh, but I'll remind you of that a little bit later when it comes to the time for the, the talk and the Bible reading. Uh, if you'd like to be involved in future weeks uh, in leading some sung worship, uh, in doing some prayers, in doing a Bible reading, sharing a, a very short testimony of what God's been doing in your life, uh, leading the communion time for us, whatever it is that you feel you might be able to do or you feel that God might be prompting you to do, then please do get in touch with me uh, and we can arrange and I can explain to you how it's possible for you to do that at your house uh, and record it and then get that to me so that we can edit it together uh, to form part of the service. Uh, so yes, yeah, so if you want to be involved in that kind of way, please let me know. Also let us know if there's any prayer requests uh, that you have that we can be praying for through the week as a church, or if it's more private, just let me know and we can, uh, a smaller group of people will be able to pray for that then. Uh, and also if you've got any highlights, any ways that it's been obvious that God's been speaking to you or through you 
during this time, uh, then please do share those with us as well. Try and encourage one another. Uh, it's part of what it means to be family. It's part of what it means to be at home together, is that we can share the difficulties and the problems and pray and support each other. But we can also share the highlights, the way prayers have been answered, or the way God, out of his grace and mercy, has just been at, at work in our lives or in the lives of people around us or situations around us. So let me know. Uh, and again, we can record some of those things if we need to, uh, or we can just mention them or we can put them on uh, the Facebook group or somewhere like that so that other people would be able to celebrate uh, and or pray or whatever it is that is right as a response uh, to the thing that you want to bring. Um, oh, just to say as well, uh, next week will be a normal service. It will be uh, Wellsprings Community Church. Uh, the week after... Um, I've been, uh, I meet uh, every week and we're doing it online via Zoom at the moment uh, with some of the other church leaders across Taunton. Uh, and we've agreed that on the 5th of July, so not next Sunday, but the Sunday after, uh, we're going to do a joint service together. Different churches involved in different ways. It will follow very much the same format as uh, our normal Sunday morning service. Uh, it's just there'll be other people who'll be involved and other people who are doing the various parts of it. Uh, we've been asked uh, as a church if we can be involved in leading uh, something for children uh, during the service and so there'll be a little section four or five minutes I've spoken to Jeremy and uh, he's very kindly agreed to sort of coordinate and put this together uh, and once we know a little bit more uh, we'll be able to work on that a little bit more but for, by two weeks time uh, we'll have all that sorted so that uh, the various people as I say are doing different things Simon Taylor uh, who is the pastor at Oakwood Church. He's going to be doing a short little talk. Uh, other churches are involved in leading worship or doing the prayers and, and all that sort of thing. But we're going to just do a little section for the children. So that's in two weeks' time. You should be able to follow it, I hope, uh, in exactly the same way as you do these normal Sunday morning services. Um, so the feed that they put that onto, I'll then be able to do a copy uh, into our Facebook groups uh, so that we'll be able to just look into our Facebook group and it will be there live just like uh, our services would be normally. So that's going to be a really great time, a time for hundreds and hundreds, thousands uh, of Christians across Taunton and wider uh, a field than that can come together uh, and join together in that service. So although we're scattered, even as churches, uh, we can still come together, we can still be that bigger body. Uh, of Jesus Christ here in Taunton so that's not next week but the week after the 5th of July I'll remind you about that next week but it shouldn't make any difference to how you view these Sunday morning services it should still be there I think on our Facebook group okay uh, I've probably uh, talked for long enough uh, we've got lots of people coming in as always on these Sunday mornings coming in uh, and joining us at various points uh, let me pray uh, and then we'll get into our morning service proper Lord Jesus, thank you that we can come together to praise and to worship, that we can come together to think of you and to put you first in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to do that, not just on these Sunday mornings when we're together like this, but that we'd be able to do that every day of the week, whether we're at home or whether we're at work or wherever we happen to be at school. Uh, Lord, that we can be aware of your presence with us we can be aware of your love surrounding us we can be aware of taking you into each of the situations that we find ourselves but lord jesus i pray this morning that you would come and you would speak to us by your spirit that you would be revealing things perhaps that we've never known or realized before you'd be taking us deeper into our relationship with you holy spirit come and meet with each one of us now do just what you need to do 
in our lives this morning so that you can then be transforming our lives for the rest of the day and the week and the month and the year and the rest of the whole of our lives. Holy Spirit, come now and meet with us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, the music group and then Anya uh, will lead us in some sung worship. Jane will lead us in prayers. Uh, I'll come back to do the talk and the Bible reading. Uh, we'll have another song from Anya and then we'll be into communion to finish off our service. It's great that you're with us this morning uh, and I do pray uh, that you would have that sense of God's presence with you and of his spirit filling you as we go through our service this morning.
God, we adore you, we praise you, we long to see you lifted high in glory. You meet all our needs, you comfort and you guide us. Your love and your power are everything we could ever need. Lord, we are sorry for the things we have done wrong, when we have not listened to your guidance, when we have said or done things that may have hurt us or others. Lord, show us your mercy. Forgive us, show us how to forgive each other and to treat each other with love. Lord God, we thank you that your work within us is never ending 
you're still shaping and moulding us to be your perfect likeness. Thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross, that we may know and experience your perfect love and your forgiveness. Thank you, God, that you never give up on us, you never let go. Thank you that you hold us even through the fiercest storms. Lord God, help us to remain steadfast in your spirit. Help us to stand up for those around us who are less privileged or suffering at the hands of others. Lord God, support and guide our government and our world leaders. Help them to make the right decisions for the people and help them, Lord, to make sensible decisions and thoughts about how to look after this environment better. I thank you, Lord God, for our NHS and our key workers still working hard, still putting themselves to increased levels of, levels of risk to this virus. Pray that you would, you would strengthen, Lord, keep them strong and look after them. Lord, I pray for those who are sick. I pray, Lord, you would bring your healing, that you would work with their carers, nurses, doctors, and that you would find the right solutions that would bring them healing and peace. Many of us are struggling with our emotions and our mental health right now, Lord God. I ask that you would sit beside each of us, hold us in your ever-loving arms, remind us that this won't last forever, and bring us peace. Lord God, I pray that you would help us to lift each other up in your love, to support each other. And I thank you. We have a thriving community here. Amen. Over the first two or three months uh, of 2020, while we were still able to be meeting together uh, at Wellsmiths Community Church, we've been thinking about um, how we are, or how according to the New Testament at least we should be, things like home and family and body, and bride, and temple. Then during these lockdown times, as we've been going through the Gospel of Mark, uh, through this journey that we've taken so far, we've been able to recognise a variety of things. We've recognised how Jesus chose the rejected, the ones who everyone else would consider not good enough to be the ones who were his followers, who were his disciples. We've seen how he was able to unite together a really different group of people who were coming from different backgrounds and with different expectations and different hopes and different understandings. They were a motley crew, if you remember, uh, but Jesus was able to bring them together as one body. We've seen how uh, Jesus's love was uh, extravagant, how he had a prodigal love for everybody, but that that was especially for the outsider the ones who otherwise were lacking in love, the ones who otherwise were rejected and forgotten, they were the ones especially that he had love for. We've seen how the, uh, the intrusion of the outsider coming through the roof, uh, how that intrusion doesn't cause disruption, but actually leads in new ways to bigger revelations to everyone of who Jesus is and of his love that he has for everyone. We've seen this idea of the kingdom. We've seen this idea of shalom, wholeness, rightness, how things are meant to be and how that shines through all that Jesus says and does uh, and how we as his followers can bring a new reality 
to people's lives. One that says it's not about me, it's not about what I like, but it's about how things are meant to be. There was a phrase, you remember, where to be diggers in the roof who make an opening for people to have an encounter with God. Diggers in the roof who make an opening for people to have an encounter with God. Okay, but how? How do we do that? Today's reading from Mark, we've got three small sections, uh, three little stories, parables that Jesus told. Uh, and as we look at each one of them, uh, we'll then see how that shows us how we can be and do these things that we've been thinking about individually and together as a church. So we're in Mark and we're in chapter four. Uh, and the first little section uh, is at verse 21. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. Whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. Get the idea of what Jesus is saying. He's saying that we're to be like a lamp, because the kingdom is like a lamp. It's something that's meant to be seen. It's something that our actions draw attention to us. It makes us stand out because we're doing the right thing, because we're doing the kingdom thing. There's been a big response uh, to the coronavirus community help group. It's been great that I've been able to be a part of leading that, and particularly for our area of Taunton. Uh, I roughly worked it out earlier. Uh, there's about 200 households that we've supported and helped in some way in these last three months. And people are grateful. I've had cards from people thanking me and thanking uh, the volunteers for doing that. Uh, I've mentioned already, I've shown you the medal that I got uh, for doing that. Uh, this week I received a pottery bowl. Uh, a lady who's a potter, uh, who we've been helping regularly week by week, uh, she presented me uh, with this bowl. It's got Lockdown 2020 written on it. I should have brought it in to show you. Lockdown 2020 written on it so we can remember. Uh, and she's made it uh, and had it uh, fired and everything, especially to say thank you uh, for what we've done. Um, we've received financial donations to the group saying, please can you use this to help feed people who haven't got enough food at the moment? And so we've been able to do that. We've even actually received financial donations to the church. People see what we're doing. They feel that it's right. There's something about it that says, yes, this is how it should be. We should be supporting and caring for the vulnerable, for those who can't care for themselves. We should be meeting their needs. We should be doing all we can for them. People see that and, and they're drawn to it. They're attracted to it and they say, yes, that's right. And they want to join in with it. 
That's what the kingdom of God is about. It's about people experiencing how things are meant to be. How they see and they experience everyone being treated in the right way. Everyone being valued and being loved. And deep down, somewhere inside, they know that that's right. Because it's the kingdom and it's what we're meant We've been created to live in and be part of and to experience. We can't hide that light. We have to show that light so that people see the difference that we are and the difference that we make and are then drawn to it. Don't hide the light. Put it in a place where everyone can see. Uh, the second little story follows straight on. He, Jesus, also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. We live these lives, these kingdom lives. We plant the seeds prodigally everywhere that we go to everyone we can especially to those who otherwise wouldn't receive it and then the kingdom begins to grow in people people who we've helped want to help not just to say thank you but because it's the right thing to do uh, there's a lady we've helped regularly uh, with shopping because she's had to be uh, self-isolated. She's had to be completely out of the way. She got a letter from the government. Uh, and so we've been helping her very regularly to do a variety of different things, but especially her shopping. One of the things she said was, it's so great knowing that there are people around who can help like that. Is there something that I can do as well? Uh, and so she's able to ring just a couple of people, but she's able to ring people through the week, uh, other people who are self-isolating and chat with them and say, are you okay? Is everything going all right? It's really great to see that because the kingdom grows, even though we're not, we've planted the seed, we're not doing anything else to it, but it grows within people. And you see the outworkings of that as the kingdom expands within them. Last one. This time it's a mustard seed. Verse 30. Again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He didn't say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Living out that kingdom message, living out those kingdom values, living in that different way, might start out as being something very, very small. But quickly, it grows. Quickly, it includes people who we'd never expect it to include, who then themselves begin to provide shelter for others. Others who we'd 
probably never ourselves be able to reach. There's uh, a single mum of three children. Uh, she trained as a nurse. Uh, for the last little part of her training, she managed to get a job then, uh, but it meant that she had about six weeks where she wasn't going to be receiving any salary or any money because she wasn't going to be paid until after the first month and, and all that sort of stuff. A single mum with three children, because she'd been training as a nurse for such a, uh, for several years, she didn't have any savings. And so we discovered her, Susie discovered her one day uh, in tears in the playground uh, at school because she couldn't provide for herself or for her three children. She had no money. She had no food. There was nothing that she could do. She's in a job. She's trained. Uh, and so Susie spoke to her and managed to persuade her uh, that she should go to the food bank. So I took her to the food bank. She was too embarrassed to go on her own to the food bank. It's not surprising. She'd never been anywhere like that before. She'd never needed anything like that. But because of the situation that she was in, because of how it worked, for six weeks she had no money. For six weeks she had no food, she had no way to feed herself or her three children. We were able to take her a couple of times to the food bank over that time. They were able to give her what she needed. And that was great to be able to do that. But then, when the coronavirus group started, she was one of the people who volunteered to help. She's one of the regular helpers who week by week goes and does shopping for people. She goes to work as a nurse. She does her shift at work in a GP surgery. At the end of her shift, she goes and she shops for other people. She's seen the kingdom of God in action in her life, and now she wants to take the kingdom of God without realising probably that that's quite what it is, but she wants to take that kingdom to other people and to their lives. She knows it's right and she wants to join in, and the kingdom like a mustard seed, grows and expands and reaches people who we would never be able to reach. It was great. Just before uh, we closed the cafe for the extension and all uh, work and all that's been going on, uh, one of the things that I loved was that quite often uh, I'd be able to see customers from the cafe who'd been coming along for a few months uh, by this stage regularly every week, or even two or three times a week, some of them, to see them going into the kitchen and washing up, to see them helping at toddlers, to see them on Christmas Day being there to help make meals and to serve people because they themselves had received the outworkings of the kingdom of God in their lives and that meant that then they were able to give to others because it was right and they knew it was the right thing to do something inside them said this is it how do we do this how do we do more of this we build an extension to the cafe so it can be open longer and it can serve more people and we can see more people being encountering the kingdom of god through it it's why community connect is so vital so that every month we're able together to reveal the kingdom of god by going to our community by serving them by doing practical jobs by visiting with them by praying with them by visiting the care homes by doing things for the children doing whatever it is that we need to do litter picks and that sort of thing it's why church connect works 
because people see the kingdom of God and are drawn to it and want to become a part of it with their families too. It's why often on a Saturday we had more people at Church Connect than we have in church on a Sunday because people see that and are drawn to it. It's why the Community Fund Day draws the numbers of people that it does. It's why the Christmas Day meal has so many people saying, I want to be a helper. I want to be a part of this because it's the right thing to do. It's why Sunday morning services is something that we need to be thinking about. Who'd have thought a few months ago that we'd have been able to adapt our Sunday morning service so that we could meet like this. So that although we're all scattered in different places in our homes, we're still able to meet together. It's not ideal. It's not perfect. It's not how we'd want it to be, really. But we've been able to adapt. We've been able to say, yes, this is what it needs to be. Because it's a way of including everybody. And we've been able to have hundreds, literally hundreds more people join in and become part of our Sunday morning services because we're meeting like this than we were able to do meeting just in the building. When the new normal comes, whenever that is, Sunday morning services must be a place where we can be, remember the quote, diggers in the roof who make an opening for people to have an encounter with God. That's what we must be. That's how we become home and family and body and bride and temple for the people around us. That's how through us, remember the things we've learned in Mark so far, through us Jesus is able to choose the rejected. The ones who up till now that we've thought maybe were not good enough to be his followers, we're able then to reach out to them. It's how he unites us together from different backgrounds, from different places, from different social groups, from different races, whatever it might be, how he's able to bring us together as a motley crew to reveal his kingdom. It's how, through us, his extravagant prodigal love is shown to be for everyone, but especially for the outsider, for the ones lacking in love. That's what Sunday mornings are all about. It's how, remember, the intrusion of the outsider doesn't cause disruption, but actually leads to bigger revelations to everyone of who Jesus is and his amazing love for everyone. It's how the kingdom of God is seen like a lamp. It's how that then grows like a seed from small beginnings, becoming as big as a mustard tree, with us bringing this new reality. Because it's not about me, it's not about what I like, it's not about what I get out of it, it's about how things are meant to be. It's about the kingdom of God being revealed. It's about the shalom, the wholeness, the rightness being revealed to people. So they get it, they understand it, they become part of it and they themselves share it with others. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not about me. It's about shining a light so that people see and are drawn to it. A light that brings the kingdom a light that changes the world, a light that changes because we 
are willing to put not ourselves first, but God and his kingdom first. And people can't help but respond to that. know how great he is because we know what he's done for us we know how he was willing to leave heaven all that that was 
all the glory and the splendor and the majesty. Jesus was willing to leave that to become one of us, to become a human being just like me and you, to limit himself, to take the nature of a servant so that he could serve others, so that he could reveal himself to others, so that he could bring the kingdom of God to others. He left his majesty. He became one of us. He lived the most amazing life. He taught the most amazing things. He modelled and exampled to people what it meant to live within the kingdom. And then because of all that, he was arrested and he was crucified. Because the religious people of the time, because the uh, civil leaders of the time couldn't cope with this message that he was bringing, this new life that he was bringing, that took away their power and their authority because it wasn't about them, it's not about me, it's about him and it's about serving others. And after he died the most horrible death, he then was raised to life again to show that he has power and authority over everything, over anything that might hold us captive, that might hold us and stop us from being who we're meant to be, that stops us in our relationship with him. He was able to defeat it, even death itself, the ultimate thing that could stand between us and God, the ultimate thing that could put an end to his kingdom. And so that's why on these Sunday mornings, we're able to share together communion, it's why on these Sunday mornings uh, we're able to take the bread and the juice and we're able to take it wherever we are and be united as we remember Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection and the difference that it makes to us. So if you're ready, if you've got it ready, uh, we're going to take some bread. And Jesus, when he took the bread at that last supper, when he shared the Passover meal with his disciples, he broke it and he said that that bread represented his body that was going to be broken for them, that was going to be broken for us. And so now we can take and we can remember Jesus' body on the cross, broken for us, showing us that ultimate sign, that ultimate symbol of his love for us. And so we take the bread and we say, thank you, Jesus, for your death on the cross, to show your love for each one of us. And then we're able to take the juice, the juice that's a reminder of Jesus's blood that was shed for us. He called it the blood of the new covenant. It's all to do with us being able to interact with God, have relationship with God, for him to have relationship with us. Not because of things that we've done, not because of how good we are, not because of anything to do with us, but to do with Jesus and what he's done through his life and his death and his resurrection. And then we're able to drink this blood of the new covenant, this new deal, this new relationship with God. Because Jesus' resurrection means that even today he's here with us. Means that even today his spirit can come and live within us. And just as we drink the juice, we can feel his spirit going down at work within us. So let's remember Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection. Let us remember how he put us above everything else. Let us remember how he said, it's not about me, it's about them and my love for them. Help us to be models of that to the community and to the world around us. It's not about us and what we want and our preferences. It's about revealing him and his kingdom. And it's about having his spirit come to fill us in this new covenant, this new deal. That's not about how good we are. It's not about 
whether we earn it, whether we deserve it or anything like that, because we can't and we don't. It's about him out of his grace and mercy and love doing it for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your death and for your resurrection. That means that even today you can come and meet with us and fill us with your spirit. Just have a moment's quiet for our <clears throat> our own thoughts and our own prayers and our own response to what we've just done. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love for us. A love that meant you gave everything, even though we deserve nothing. Help us, Lord Jesus, to take that same love everywhere that we go, to reveal your kingdom to everyone that we meet, as we have that same selfless, self-sacrificial love, where it's not about me, it's not about what I want, it's not about what I get out of it, but it's what I can give of you to those around me. It's about how your kingdom can be revealed to everyone, whoever they are. And they're able to understand and join in as we tear open the roof and give them a chance to encounter you. Help us to do that, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, we're done for this morning. Uh, it's been great that you've been able to be with us. To share in all that's happened uh, I trust I pray I believe that God would have been speaking to us through it uh, and that the Holy Spirit will be touching you uh, and filling you uh, and that things will be changed within you because of the time we spent this morning we'll be back next week at 10:30 as normal so next week is a normal service if you want to be involved in that let me know and I can find a way of getting you involved with prayers or Bible readings or communion or sung worship or whatever it is that you feel like you're being led to do. Uh, and then the week after, in two weeks' time, we'll have that special service joining with all the other churches across Taunton as well. So it's been great that you've been here. If you've got any questions, anything you want to ask, uh, anything you want to say, any response, then contact me. I'll put things on the uh, Facebook group uh, or the YouTube group, wherever you're watching this, uh, and we can see the messages that you put there and respond to those. If you want to know more uh, about what it means to know the kingdom of God, to live in the kingdom of God, to have Jesus as the Lord of your life, uh, then contact me about that and I'll be able to chat with you uh, online or through Zoom or whatever. And we could even set up some groups for those who want to do that so that we can continue this uh, learning together what it means to know Jesus, uh, to have him in our lives and then to live our lives for him. Thank you for being with us. It's been great to see you. Uh, Zoomers, if you want to hang around, uh, or join there and we'll be together in a few minutes. Uh, but otherwise, um, let us know how things are for you. Join us again next Sunday uh, and we'll be able to have another really special time together. Grace and peace, everybody. <laughs>